we start our look today in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1, says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for him in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flocks by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. And when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds had told them. It was the message of joy that we focus on today. That it was our whole focus and reason uh, for enjoying life was only because Jesus came. And when we think about joy, many times we think only about the things that make us happy. And that's not joy. Uh, happiness is great, but happiness is, is very temporary. It's very fleeting. And, and so many times we, we confuse it with joy. But joy is that foundational sense of contentment, of satisfaction that, that goes way beyond your circumstances. It goes beyond what you experience in your emotions and in how you feel in a moment. But joy is that deep feeling that, you know what? Things are right. Uh, think about it when you uh, uh, have a, uh, a child. We even use this term that they're the joy of my life. But how many know they don't always make you happy? <laughs> they are not always a source of happiness in our life. And yet we never lose that joy because the joy goes beyond the happiness of the moment. But the joy is the deep seated foundation that cannot be changed. 
Nothing can change uh, uh, who we are and, and what's been given to us. And, and so as we think of the joy of Christmas, we need to begin to go deeper to begins are not happy. In fact, if you're just a Christian going through the motion, just having to follow all the rules, man, that's it's, it's a frustrating life. Uh, it can be a very tiring life, always trying to put the right face on. People are watching me. I want to do the right thing. Whereas joy is knowing who we are, that we are Jesus's, we are God's, that God gave us the reason for our joy, that no matter what happened yet, God wants us to maybe stop and let something new start within uh, that gives us a foundation. You see, joy is that foundation um, that uh, uh, never shifts. And it has to be based on Jesus. See, this is what the message that the angel said. Today is a message that brings joy to all the world. And what is that message? That Jesus is born. Jesus is the joy and purpose of our life. God, we just come before you and we just pray that today, God, you would birth a new joy within us. God, some of us are dealing with emotions and, and feelings that are weariness, our frustrations, um, uh, disappointments, sometimes discouragement. But God, I pray that to, in this moment, even in the midst of those emotions, which God, they happen and, and they're legitimate. But God, I pray that, that we would be founded on a foundation of joy, that we would realize that Jesus is ours and we are his. And that joy becomes the thing that holds us firm, even in the midst of all the storms of life. Let it be a joy deep within us that keeps us warm that uh, uh, gives us meaning and purpose. I pray that you would do that today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As we've been looking at the different messages of, of this season, and we've been looking at, at the deeper meanings of them, and hopefully putting them in our life to, to begin to experience a new and deeper uh, uh, Christmas season that will become a, a newer and deeper life, We've talked about hope being more than just the wishful thinking of our dreams and what we want. But yet hope was the promise that God has given that we can hold on to that becomes an anchor. Um, and and uh, then we looked at love, that love was more than just that, that nice, warm feeling uh, of that person that is special to us. But that love was something that covers us. That gives us that security that we are covered, that we are made whole, um, that we don't have to face the shame of this life. That is love. And now we look at joy. And in all of these things, we go back to the statement that Jesus made. And he said that in the days that the, the Son of Man will come again, it'll be the same as in the days of Noah. And so we've been looking at the story of Noah, that, that just as when Jesus came the first time, uh, it was the same as in Noah's life. 
and in the world. And just as when Jesus is going to come again, it will be similar to uh, what was going on at the time of Noah. So we've been looking at the story of Noah. And today, oh, we again see a picture of joy uh, like none other. So we're going to pick up the story in Genesis, Genesis chapter 8. Genesis chapter 8. Um, we're going to pick it up in verse 1. Now, at this time, God has already brought them into the ark. Uh, they have seen the judgment upon the world. Um, uh, God's promise had come true. Um, and now they had been in the ark for quite a while. And in verse 1 of chapter 8, it says this, But God remembered Noah and all the beasts and all the livestock that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind blow over the earth. And the waters subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of the heavens were closed and the rain of the heavens was restrained and the waters receded from the earth continually. At the end of 150 days, the waters had abated. And in the seventh month, on the seventh day of the month, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters continued to abate until the 10th month. And in the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. And at the end of 40 days, Noah opened the window of the ark that he had made, and he sent forth a raven. And it went to and fro until the waters were dried up from the earth. And he sent forth a dove from him to see if the waters had subsided from the face of the ground. But the dove found no place to set her feet and so she returned to him at the ark, for the waters were still on the face of the earth. So he put out his hand and he took her and brought her into the ark with him. He waited another seven days and again he set uh, uh, forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came back to him in the evening and behold, in her mouth was a freshly plucked olive leaf. So Noah knew that the waters had subsided from the earth. And he waited another seven days and he sent forth the dove and this time she did not even return. In the 601st year, in the first month, the first day of the month, the waters were dried from the off the earth and Noah removed the covering of the ark and he looked and behold, the face of the ground was dry. In the second month, the 27th day of the month, the earth had dried out. And God said to Noah, go out from the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your son's wives with you. Bring out every living creature of all flesh, birds and animals and creeping things that they may swarm on the earth, be fruitful and multiply on the earth. You can imagine Noah and his family having been in this ark when this great breaking open of the world took place. Now, I know many times in the stories, we just talk about the rain, but you do know that it did not rain enough to flood the earth. The, the majority of all the flood that came from the earth was from uh, within the earth. From the, the It says God broke open the fountains of the deep. The seas rised up and covered the earth. Uh, all the uh, 
looking at knowing them going in the ark and then they're just feeling everything break loose. Can you imagine? I don't even like storms. I don't like thunder and lightning. And you could have imagined what they is like, oh, my God, how are we even going to survive this, even though we're inside this ark? Because things had to have been going crazy outside. And then, of course, uh, it, it, it opened up and rained and flooded. And now there was nothing but water. Um, they were in this boat. There was no place to go. And you can imagine... You know, for a while, it's, uh, uh, okay, this is what it's going to be. But then after days and months, it says six months, nine months, um, what's going to happen? You almost begin to resign yourself. I, this is going to be our life. We will never again walk the earth. Um, and we know at this time, it says that, the, the waters that God remembered Noah and began to blow the wind and close up uh, the fountains of the deep and shut off the, the rains of the sky. And it began to lower to where the ark settled on the mountain. You can imagine they felt that. Wait a second. We're not moving anymore. But yet there's still water everywhere. So now we're just stuck in one place even worse. And yet we still can't go out. And so Noah puts out the dove and according to all his fears, this is what I was afraid of. There was no place for the dove to land. And so it came back with nothing. And yet here's where it brings us to this place of joy. He puts out the dove again and it comes back. And in its beak is a freshly plucked olive branch. A sign of new life and there is joy can you imagine the joy that there is a new hope that there is uh, uh, a a new opportunity we're not going to be in this boat with all these animals for the rest of our life and so you can feel the joy um, this joy uh, that God has for us is based in this uh, one sense that the message that the angels brought was the same message new life had showed up you see our joy is based in the fact that God has given new life new life came with that olive branch that the dove brought out that there is life again um, and see, so many times we find ourselves in the darkness where we feel like there is never going to, this is just going to be my life. Have you ever felt that way? I'm just going to resign myself because it doesn't, in this epidemic, I think we feel this way, that this is just going to be the way it is. And yet that's not true. And yet we lose our joy because we just begin to think this is all there is. But God has remembered us. We need to know that God has remembered us and he has given new life. The message of joy is that there is new life in Jesus. Just as there was new life for Noah as he saw the return of life on the earth. The message that the angels gave is there is now new life because of this baby. The birth of life was the source of joy. Now, what does what does a new life mean? 
because Jesus came, his birth gives us new birth. Jesus himself said, this is what I've come to give you. And for you to know and be saved, you must be born again. In other words, you must experience the life that I have to give you. Um, this new birth is not necessarily a new physical birth. And of course, Nicodemus didn't understand that I can't be born again. And yet Jesus was talking about our spirit, that God has done something that, that we cannot do. God has remade our, our spirit, our heart. He has given us a new birth in him. Now, what's the great thing about a new birth? When we think of a baby, when we think of, of that life uh, that is starting, the exciting part about it, and, and we're experiencing that right now. We're looking forward to the birth of our, our new grandbabies, uh, our grandbaby boy and girl. We don't know their names yet, but uh, uh, there is expectation. The joy that comes from new life, first of all, starts from a fresh start. You see, there's something about a new baby. It, it's starting fresh. And, and there, this is what God gives us. Because when you think of that baby, he has his whole life ahead of him. And it makes us excited about, about what he can do. And yet God has done this for us. Here's the joy that God wants to give you. Because Jesus is born, was born, you have a fresh start. There is joy in knowing that no matter what you have done in the past, Everything you've done, that is behind you. And I know sometimes we have a hard time of letting it go, but you need to know that God says this, that I have put your sins, I have put your past as far as the east is from the west, and you have a fresh start. If that does not give you joy, I know that we have all done things that I would just like to forget. And it is so great that in Jesus, when we put our trust in Jesus, and what he did on the cross, and he was born to go to the cross. And Jesus himself was born again as he rose from the grave. And that birth of life from Jesus gives us a fresh start. That God says, if you will let me, I will wipe it all away. And let's start fresh. And even if we're Christians, I know maybe many of us say, Man, I've messed up since I became a Christian. So, yeah, I got a, a fresh start, but, man, I've already messed up again. And many times we beat ourselves up as Christians, and yet God wants to give you a fresh start every day. We need to begin to put our trust in God, that our trust in God is not a, a weak thing that was a one-time thing or that is based on our fulfilling what we can do. But it's based on what Jesus did, not on what we did, so that every day— we need to enjoy a fresh start. We need to say, God, give me a new joy that today is a new day. And God, that you're going to wash away my past, even from yesterday. And it's over with. When we begin to realize what God gives us every day, it is meant to give us that joy. You see, that's a foundation that we can stand on, that we have a fresh start. We can put the old behind us. Paul puts it this way. If you are in Christ, you are a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. How many wish, man? I, I, I wish these bodies would become new. And one day they will too. You see, this fresh start right now is day by day. 
but the joy is also looking forward to there is coming a birth where we will be resurrected. It says that not everyone will die, but those that die will be risen in Christ anew, and those that remain will be changed and transformed in the twinkling of an eye. See, that's the joy that Jesus gives us, a fresh start. Well, not only is it a fresh start, because Noah, when they saw that, we have a fresh start. We can get out of this boat. But here's the other thing. God said, be fruitful and multiply. When we have a new birth, we also have new purpose. You see, those babies that are going to be born, they are going to have a new meaning and a new purpose in life that's just theirs. It doesn't matter what I want, and it doesn't matter what anyone else wants. They have a new purpose. We have a new purpose in Christ. Some of us, we get tired if I've just had the same thing over and over again. And yet God wants to give you a new purpose, a new meaning in life. Jesus came that to give you that you are not who you used to be. Now, we need to begin to say, God, what is my purpose? What? How can you use me today or in my life? Give me a new direction. If you truly pray that and seek the Lord, God will birth something within you. Now, see, here's the problem. Many times we just expect God to just uh, uh, pick us up and, and lead us and, and do it. And yet that's not how a new purpose works. A new meaning of life, a new purpose in life, the joy of your life of finding something new happens when you choose to get up and go. I love this, what God said to him. Now, do you ever wonder why did God have to say this? He told Noah and his family, he said, go out, get out of the boat. I don't know if, if they just were saying, ooh, it's so nice, but we're just going to stay here in the boat. Maybe their fear kept them in the boat, but God had to tell them, no, you need to go out of the boat. You need to leave the boat. Now, here's the problem. Many of us, even in our life, even in the midst of the weariness, the frustrations of life, the pains and the sorrows, here's something that it, it's strange, but it's true. We get comfortable with that. Even though it, with our lips, we say we don't want it anymore. But yet, we're not willing to really take the risk to actually leave it. We fall into that comfort zone. It's almost like, yeah, things are bad, but ooh, things could be worse. And so we stay in that place. And God says, if you are going to experience the joy of a new life, a new birth in Christ, you got to go out. You got to leave the boat. Look what the shepherds did when the angels told them. They looked at each other, and they didn't say, wow, that is awesome. Woo, what a story do we have to tell? What did they say? No, no, no. Let's go. Let's go and see this thing. And, and so there is this action of needing to leave the old if we are going to experience the joy of the Lord. Many of us never experience the true joy of the Lord because we never are willing to leave our old life. We kind of like our old life. 
You know why? Because we've gotten used to the happiness that the joy is not something that draws us. And if until you are ever dissatisfied with your life, you are never going to enter into the new life that God has for you. And that's why a lot of people never come to the Lord. Because you know what? Things are good. I enjoy life. Why do I need Jesus? This is what they ask all the time. Why do I need Jesus? I'm a good person. Why do I need Jesus? What they don't realize, and this goes back to week one that we talked about, the reason though people did not have hope is they were not aware that the life they had was a false life. It, it was an empty life. It was a shell of a life that was going to soon be destroyed. If we begin to be happy with the pleasures of our life, we are just waiting until the judgment comes and we lose everything that we have. Because the things of this world, it says, are, are passing away. They're only temporary. A new flood is coming. Not a flood, but a new judgment is coming. And so don't be satisfied with this life. God has something better and deeper and new. But we've got to get out. We've got to let go of this life and embrace the new life. We need to be like the shepherd and say, let's go. Let's go see. It may be a trip for, for uh, Noah and them. Man, it meant a lot of work. They had to build new houses. They had to start fresh, but there is a joy in that. But we need to go out. I don't know what your life is like. Some of us were glad to go out. I'd, I'll do anything. Go out. And yet those are the people that many times responded to Jesus. Because they knew they were sick. They knew they needed something new. But it was the Pharisees, it was the religious that, that never entered into that joy because they thought what they had was fine. I want to encourage you today, no matter where you're at, be willing to get out and follow Jesus and seek him out and seek a new purpose and a new meaning because God has that for you. He gave up a, a new purpose to know. He said, I need you to multiply. I need you to take... Uh, charge of this world and start it fresh. God has given us a new purpose and there is joy in that. There is joy. I know there is sometimes fear in the unknown. Okay, God, what do you got? What do you have for me? But even in that, there is, there can be anticipation and excitement if you will put your joy in Jesus. But here's the thing. You need to choose the joy. There is joy. The message that the angels brought was joy. But there are many people that don't choose that joy. They don't choose to go and see the baby. They don't choose to step out of the boat. And because of that, they die. They die in the ark. They die in the shadow of the greatest gift that was given to them. Let's not let that be us. Because here's the third thing about new life. The third thing about new life is not only do we have a fresh start, not only do we have a new purpose and a new meaning, but we have a new destination. A new life means that we're not going to end up in the same place, that God has prepared a new destination for those who will embrace the new life. You see, there's coming a day when, like Noah, He's going to go through the judgment, but he's going to come out on the other side. 
we know that there is coming a day like Noah where this world will be judged. And that's what Jesus came to give us, a new ark, another ark, so that if we enter into Jesus and trust Jesus and follow Jesus, that there's coming a day that after all of this is done, it'll be like seeing a brand new twig of an olive branch. And God is going to give us a new heavens and a new earth. And he's going to say to all of those who have put their trust in Jesus, you know what? Here's a new life, a new world for eternity. And there you can be who I've created you to be. You are going to experience joy like never before in a life with purpose and meaning that is more beautiful than anything this world could ever compare to. And so as we embrace a new life, a new birth of Jesus in our heart, not only are we getting a fresh start, not only are we getting a new purpose, but we are looking forward to there is going to be a new destination where really life starts again and i am looking forward to that and that is why we celebrate christmas that jesus was born that we might be born you see if he was never born we could have never been born into that ourselves, because he took on our flesh so that our flesh could take on his spirit and the only way is for us to choose joy don't be satisfied in the happiness and the, the temporary pleasures of this world. Let's choose joy. Let's choose a fresh start. Let's choose a new purpose. And let's get out of the boat. Begin to walk in it so that we can get to that new destination. That one of these days, it won't be a dove with an olive branch in its beak. What it's going to be, it's going to be an angel with a trumpet at its lips. And when the angel blows that trumpet... Our joy is going to leap up just as Noah's leapt up when he saw what the dove brought. We wait for that day of joy. But that joy starts now as we choose the joy of our Lord, Jesus, who came for us. Let's bow our hearts.